You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you here today. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm a writer, producer. I live in Pasadena, California. And boy, oh boy, did I enjoy that U.S. Open this weekend, seeing those young women in the finals. That was fantastic. Liz, what about you? It was fantastic. This is Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I got to say, watching both Layla and Emma was so exciting. But Layla could get down so low to get some of those shots that when I, my knees were just like, ouch, 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 ouch. Every, every time I saw her get down that low to get it up. But good for both of them. They were fantastic. Julie? This is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas, Texas. And indeed, they were fearless and joyful athletes. And as Chrissy Everett said, I hope that they have good people around them because they're going to be, they are superstars. They're our satellite sisters of the week. And uh, we just want to cheer them on because they were so remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. to watch. So a thousand times better than the men's final, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you just have never liked that's, Djokovic. That's so exactly, like exactly what Djokovic feels too, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 2.5 million times better than the men's final. Uh, all right. We're going to forward promote the, for the rest of the show here. I usually don't say that out loud, but I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> Off the it sounds very professionally and and forward promoting <laughs> tell us more about that okay okay um liz this is really is it your super bowl the theranos trial You've it been is so I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> it's a three-year delay for the trial actually starting leon so come on well, it's a good thing there was delay because you had time to read every book, every article, <laughs> listen to every podcast and formulate a lot of theories. So yeah. um, yes. we're going to check in with Liz on that. Julie Dolan, who would who would think of all the sisters, you'd be the one to go TikTok first. Right. I am taking <laughs> on TikTok today. OK, you just have to listen up. It's. It's not good news. You know, we've been wrong about every social media platform so far. Yeah, yes. I'm, right about, I'm right about this. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have an incredible story about a hardworking hawk here in Los Angeles. Oh, good. Uh, so we have some critter news and that that's the headline in the critter news. Uh, also, we have a full entertaining sisters report, including we're declaring it Jennifer Aniston week. So that's exciting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I just want to start by thanking everyone for the birthday wishes. My birthday was on Saturday and, you know, it is the best day of the year on Facebook. Everyone says that, but especially within the Satellite Sisters uh, Facebook group. Thank you so much for all your kind thoughts, funny memes, just comments on little victories. All of it was really, really appreciated. I decided to celebrate my birthday by coming up to Bend for a quickie weekend. Uh, we had a little family birthday party in my brother's backyard on Friday night and a friend group, my old running group, we call ourselves the Rumble Dolls. So all of the Rumble Dolls got together on Saturday night. So that was really fun. But Saturday um, was, it was a beautiful day here in Bend. 
the rain stopped, the smoke cleared. It was a miracle. It was a meteorological miracle. And so we decided to do some outdoor activity, even though I'm not wildly mobile, but mobile enough. So we went to um, Lava Lands. I'm sure you guys have been there. Yes. Yes. I've taken the tour with our brother and sister-in-law. Excellent tour of Lava Lands. Yeah. All the times I've driven by, I've never actually been there. So, you know. Oh, it really is. Okay. You know, just never had the right moment. And uh, yeah, Julie, as you note, our sister-in-law, Susan, was the like Forest Service docent at the top of the Lava Butte mm-hmm. to give the tour. So it would have been good to go. Anyway, she gave us a tour. Uh, so we did that. We did Lava Lands. Then we did a little, you know, stop by Benham Falls. Then we stopped. I got to choose wherever I want to go for lunch. Of course, it was El Sancho's Tacos, my favorite place. Had a delightful lunch outside at El Sancho's Tacos. And then then we had sort of a triple A, triple snafu. So we go to get back into the cars. We've got two cars. It's multiple family members. Somehow in the confusion, keys get locked in the back of one of the cars. So you didn't think that was possible anymore, but apparently it is. Right. I really didn't think that was possible. Well, take it up with VW. It is. Okay. Uh, So, um, so then it's like, but I, I have faith in some brands and one of the things I really believe in is AAA. It just right. is really it's true. Right. The AAA just almost always comes through. So I was like, no problem. We call AAA. I call AAA. I explain the deal. We're a lockout. They say, okay, send, send us the GPS coordinates. They send me a link. I send them back the pin, the whole thing. They say, okay, we'll be there in an hour. That seemed like a long time, but okay, an hour. So, you know, half the group went home and then, you know, Monica and I sat and uh, we went back to the nice outdoor picnic tables at El Sancho Tacos, sat there for about an hour. Nobody turned up. Then I called back and it's again, they keep handing you off to people. There's no record of my original call. Like, no, no, no one's on the way. No one has ever been on the way. Oh, so. Okay, so then we start again, and I'm trying to be nice about it because what what are you going to do, right? You can't you can't turn back time, as I've learned this year. Um, <laughs> Good point, Liz. Okay, Thank you share. Thank you, share. <laughs> so then, attempt number two. Again, I explain who I am, where I am. I give them my the the car license plate, the my the coordinates. You gave them the coordinates. Your GPS. Yeah, I gave coordinates. them the, the coordinates. I give them the actual street address. When I, Leon, that's funny. When I said, well, in the last call, I sent you the actual. I responded to your link and sent you my actual GPS positioning, and they said, oh, we don't do that. So then who were, who were you talking to? Who, exactly, Julie. So who was that first call? I don't know. I I think maybe it might be a difference between AAA California and AAA Oregon. I cannot explain why. They maybe said- you were just li- talking to some guy named Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this time I give them the actual street address because they don't have the fancy coordinates. Send me your GPS, blah, blah, blah. So I gave them the street address of El Sancho's Tacos. And uh, then and then they say it's going to take like an hour and a half. Oh. This is when I throw down the broken leg card. I'm like, I'm, I made it sound so much more desperate than it really was. I'm like, I'm standing by the side of the road with a broken leg. Is there any way I can get here? Good Good. So, you know, they're very nice. So they're like, we will do our best. So then, but again, do they said it would best. be. Do your best. Yes. Do your best. <laughs> I say go back to the taco place, get, get 
get a big plate of nachos. Yeah. I, I should have just gotten another margarita uh, yeah. had I known. So then the, okay. So then like 30 minutes into round two, I get a text from the actual driver, oh, Rick. That sounds, that sounds and, good. Yeah. And yes. Well, but then in the fake call number one, I also got a text from a driver. So oh. what is, who is that? I don't know. So, and he said, I'm having a little trouble finding the street address. Can you clarify it for me? And he sent me his location and I looked at his location and he was 240 miles away. He was in North Bend, Oregon, which is entirely different than Bend, Oregon. So North Bend, Oregon is not North of Bend. Just FYI, AAA. So, oh, wow. Yes. So that's, that seems like a, a real error on their okay. part. All right. so, this, this story. This is a fun hurting. story. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is really. Wow, turning. this yeah. is entertaining. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then round three. So then I call back. I explain North Bend is nowhere near Bend, and the dispatcher says, "Oh yeah, sometimes we just don't hear the name correctly." And I'm like, "You know, there's got to be a better system than that." Than that. But like, didn't really hear that. So then, okay. Then they tried the third guy. And who immediately calls me really on top of his game. Isaac, thank you so much, Isaac. They told me it would take an hour, but Isaac got there in uh, 15 minutes, just blew that door wide open and we, we were all good. But it was so it was a total of three hours from the moment I placed the first phone call to uh, when Isaac finally blew the door. Oh, wow, that uh, sounds fun. And truthfully, you're literally only about two miles from your house at that yes, point. Right. It's, yes. it's not. Did no. Monica leave? Did she walk home? No, no. Okay. So we stuck it out. Okay. At one point, our brother Brendan came back just to keep us company. It was had we known it was going to be three hours, we would have developed a different plan. And then at one point, Brendan and his son walked over to the car dealer next door and said, do you have one of those things? We locked ourselves out of the car. Can you help us pop the door open? They, they could not do that. Anyway, I just want to say, AAA, you really broke my heart with that one. You really, because I'm a believer. I'm a AAA believer. So then I got the link with the, you know, the customer service follow-up survey oh, yeah. that you ignore 100% of the time. I did not ignore it. I tried to be just very factual, though. The times of my calls, the times of the text. Anyway, it was. Have you heard all, back from AAA? I have not. I'm just waiting to see that, Julie. Did where, they, did, they, where did you say you're lo lo located? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just all these companies pester you so much with the follow up surveys. Right. I, I just want to see. What happens when you actually give them a thoughtful, careful, fact-filled report of a very negative customer service experience? So I will be reporting back on that in future weeks. Uh, we'll just start the AAA countdown. Do they, do they respond to me? But anyway, that was, it all turned out okay. It was just kind of a letdown. That's okay. all. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Fun birthday. Cool. Sounds yeah, good. Really. Sorry we missed so, it, Leanne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was my whole afternoon activity. So that turned out great. Uh, but then, okay, now I have a question about something that's happening in my neighborhood in Santa Monica that I do not understand. And I thought maybe one of you guys would have some understanding of this. The um, A new cafe coffee shop opened up on my street on Montana Avenue. And it's called La La Land. Oh, can't believe and that. within 
I mean, half the things on my street have gone out of business during the pandemic, right? Uh So a lot of empty storefronts, just much less action than there used to be. But literally within seconds, La La Land was packed all the time with people. It's like an Instagram cafe or something. It's like all white (laughs) with yellow accents. And it's just all these young people who clearly don't live in the neighborhood, just there hanging out, having the most fantastic time. And how did they even know about what is La La Land? Okay. I guess is my Liz, question. I can't believe you said that because this this is even more improbable. We have a La La Land. In fact, we have a couple of La La Lands in Dallas, uh, and I have oh. one near my house. I when it went in. Wait, the is summer- this a Satellite Sisters investigative report? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. You wait till you hear this. When it went in this summer, I thought it was fake. I thought it was like a movie set. That's what it looks like. It does. It doesn't. It seemed so out of place. Uh, it's all white. It's yes. all people, and people are hanging out. They, Leanne, they have big white couches. They have fabulous lighting inside. They have big white couches out on the sidewalk. Yeah. They have plants. There are many, many people there wearing hats, ironic <laughs> hats, big hats, no cowboy hats. Okay. <laughs> but I couldn't even tell Liz what they were selling at this place. Okay. Because there's no signage. It doesn't say cafe. I thought maybe it was a clothing store at first, you know. Uh, um, but, and I've been dying to go into it. But uh, as you said, like it's just filled with cool people. Yes. And I don't know where these cool people came from because because <laughs> I don't see them walking in my neighborhood. It's not like you walk from my neighborhood to La La Land and just no. There's they're, they're coming. No, from- this is like a destination resort. This place. Yes. It's yes. just people are driving in from all over to take their picture on the white couch outside La La Land. Yeah. Leanne, when you were in my neighborhood a couple of weeks ago, I insisted you drive by. Did you eyeball it? It's yeah, we did. We walked in because my husband had work over there. He's in commercial real estate and it, it was a little intimidating to walk in. He's like, I can't, I don't know what's happening in there. Like yeah. it is hard to it's, understand. It's very intimidating. Now, yeah. I was, my plot was to take my granddaughter in like that she would go in so I could find out like what they even serve in there (laughs) but I I couldn't coordinate her schedule so I I, this is the investigative reporting that I did for Satellite Sisters I went in La La Land this week I wore a hat okay Okay. my hat wasn't ironic or anything like that I had a mask on as well so I really thought that gave me a nice undercover look (laughs) and because I was I knew that like I was going to have to order something and I didn't want to fumble with my purse or my wallet I had pulled out ahead of time some cash. I had some cash in my hand. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're not taking cash. They don't too, pay cash. They're they too don't. cool for cash. <laughs> they take Come no on, cash. Come on, Grandma. I was like, Grandma, walking in with... And did you try to did you try to write a check after that? A hat and a mask and reading glasses and a fist to cash. No, I I was not. So pull out the checkbook, Grandma. I mean, so they have a lot of coffees with alternative milks. I mean, that's a big part of what they have. They have juices. Okay, Leon, they have a whole menu of toast. Okay. Now, oh, oh okay. Mean, now, come on. You know, we did, we did Love toast it. a long time ago. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I should share my toast credentials <laughs> with them, but they were, they were not too interested. I was just moving along. Um, it was, I wasn't able to have any, I mean, they have like 
they had some um, uh, coffee that was blue in color. Like, I don't know how it got to be that color. They're supposed to, they're supposed to have the best uh, latte ever. That's the name of their drink. Okay. Um, right. uh, but it was late in the afternoon, so grandma couldn't have that so, caffeine. So, so. <laughs> oh, I went for an iced tea, $4 with the tip. So that, but... I managed to get okay. in and out. So it's like the exact opposite of Starbucks. That's Starbucks is dark and cozy, smells of coffee. No, this doesn't smell like anything. You know, it's just all white and bright. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something in there. I can never go back, though. I think <laughs> that was it. You've embarrassed yourself. Yes. Yeah, it does look like the kind of place that sells oxygen shots. You know, it was, <laughs> it's that sort be. of place. Yeah, I didn't want to fumble too much with the menu. You know, I just, I saw iced tea. I recognized that. So I bet. (laughs) No, no alternative milk products. Thank you. No, I didn't go with that. So it's basically just a coffee shop for the Instagram generation. Yes. Okay. All right. That's that's what I suspected. I just could not tell. But what they're, they're monetizing kindness. That's their whole theme. Like kindness. Kindness. Yeah. Like, Uh you know, they're $4 for iced tea, but it's kind iced tea. So, <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Have. Well, thank you for getting to the bottom of that, Julie. Sure. I feel like I don't need to go in myself. Thank you. Yeah. I'd like to make a call out though. If anyone has more information on this La La Land, <laughs> let us know over at the Satellite Sisters. Yeah. Well, if they're in Dallas, group. maybe they're in other cities as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good work. Well, I just want to briefly give a quick caftan wrap up. I know people are waiting for that. Um, yes. It was the summer of the caftan for me. I, I, mentioned that I felt the pull early in the summer after seeing a lot of, you know, clues and pop culture and reading about it in books. And then I think it became the summer of the caftan for everyone because they were everywhere or maybe just my Instagram feed. And I purchased the, the $39.99 uh, all cotton caftan at um, cost market. What is that world market cost? I call it cost, cost plus, plus, but I think it's world market. market. I, <laughs> so Speaking of grandma, I call it gosh plus. Um, I have to say best 39 bucks I maybe have ever spent in my lifetime. I have really worn the heck out of that all cotton caftan. I found a surprising use for it, Julie. You know how our mother Edna Dolan believed in the bathrobe like nobody's business, right? If we came down in just a nightgown, we might have well come down in like a stripper's outfit because (laughs) it was not enough to have the land's nightgown on. You needed the bathrobe over the land's nightgown, some sort of extra layer of protection. So, so I've been a bathrobe girl my whole life, but in the summer bathrobes are hot, but you know, it's not hot an all cotton caftan. Uh So I found very early in the morning, it's a nice thing to put on, come down, have coffee in your caftan, read the newspaper in your caftan, a surprising use. So I offer that up. I, I feel like I got my $39 worth out. Uh, the all cotton was the way to go. Uh, super comfortable and cozy. And I'm just going to keep my eyes peeled for another colorway uh, at the cost plus world market for next summer. So oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you were going to get a flannel caftan for the winter. <laughs> that would be unusual. Did I lose land? <laughs> I mean, the image of that just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> I would love if the Vermont country store started carrying lawns, <laughs> flannel caftans. I would love that. Okay, Julie, that's funny. Uh, well, keep your eye open for that or have mm-hmm. one made either way uh, for my for Christmas. If you want to make get have a seamstress, run that up. I'll take it. I'll take it. 
All right. When we come back, we're going to do some news stories, including the Theranos trial. And Julie is taking on, well, first she conquered La La Land. Now she's taking on TikTok. Oh, but wow. first, first, we want to thank a sponsor here at Satellite Sisters. At Satellite Sisters, we love the products from OseaMalibu.com. Don't we, Liz? I mean, love it's seaweed infused moisture just coming at us 24-7. I feel like it is a major pillar of my entire wellness program, Leanne. Or the Osea products. Anything seaweed infused, that has to be good for you, right? And it feels so good going on and smells so delicious. And they it really lasts. You know, other moisturizers promise that it's going to work for days. No, the Osea, like, moisture duo, it is working for days. I it mean, is. It's it incredible. Is. We love the Andaria Algae Body Oil. We talked mm. about that over and over mm. again. We love the Andaria Algae Body Butter. I mean, that is indulgent and buttery rich. Liz, it's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. 72 hours, Liz. I love that. And then then what about the anti-aging body balm? Have you tried that? The more balm, the better in my (laughs) life, I say. And the Mega Moisture Duo. You're going to want to check that out. You get the body oil and the body lotion together, and it makes your skin visibly firmer. Oh. That is a yeah. dream come true to satellite sisters and misters everywhere, isn't it? This is the time of year to really be thinking about the moisturizing. <laughs> okay. So we want you to check out all the wonderful products at Osea. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Satellite sisters, misters, misters, you're going to get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com, and Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. OseaMalibu.com, and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. All right, we're back. Liz, uh, you're you're putting on your legal legal hat now. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna refresh our memory on what happened. Uh, okay. And then we in this trial. Okay. Well, longtime listeners will know we've been fascinated by this story from the beginning. Elizabeth Holmes, she was a student at Stanford. She decided she wanted to invent a machine a single machine that could test small vials of your veins and, uh, and they could run like every wouldn't have to keep testing you. So that was the idea. And she got out of college, despite, you know, no training at all in the medical sciences. She decided to start this business called Theranos and the machine was called the Edison named after, of course, the famed inventor, Thomas Edison. So this was going on for like 10 years and she was raising zillions of dollars, I think technically is the term. She she raised quite a bit of money, spent quite a bit of money. She was the toast of the town for quite a while because she was this young woman who always wore a black turtleneck, sort of affected a Steve Jobs kind of look. She spoke in this super deep voice and she seemed to have a board and an investor group just full of rich old men, you know, none of whom... Also, none of whom had any training in the sciences. It was always kind of revealing that nobody that knew anything about this business or how you test blood or how that all works actually ever really invested in the company. But whatever, she managed to keep raising millions of dollars until 
the whole story was blown wide open by some really intense investigation by John Carreyrou at the Wall Street Journal. And he wrote a book about, well, first of all, he blew it open in the paper. Then he wrote a book about it called Bad Blood, which I think we talked about on right. dozens right. of episodes. Right. Yeah. Excellent <laughs> then, book. Yes. Yeah. Then when there was a podcast made for that, there was a podcast also called um, The Dropout that somebody did. So she went from being like a billionaire on paper for a while to getting indicted. And now she's facing a sentence of potentially 20 years. These are felony charges, felony fraud charges. Okay, so now, but now we've been waiting for three years for the trial to actually start. So started last week, the, the um, jury has been seated. They're starting to do things today in the, court, in the courthouse. There was a slight delay because in the midst of all this, earlier this summer, she had a baby, mm-hmm. um, which is relevant to what her defense is, but whatever. Anyway, so um, so it turns out like she and her business partner uh, uh, and his name is Ramesh Sunny Balwani. So they ran the company together. She was the CEO. He was the COO. And now the plot twist is that her defense is going to be what they're calling the Svengali defense sisters. Uh You've read about this, no doubt. Yes. Yeah, so she's going to try to make the case. Her defense is that she was the victim of intimate partner abuse and that she was just under the sway of her secret lover, Sunny Balwani. Because, yeah, one of, one of the subplots was they were lovers, but she never told her board of directors that she lived with Sunny Balwani. She never told any of the employees. Anyway, so the Sunny character is an interesting character. They were originally indicted together. They were going to be tried together, but then a judge severed the two trials. So in her trial, which, as I've noted, has started now, um, she is just going after Sunny. And that is going to be her her defense. I saw that that was so interesting. What an interesting twist, you know? Yes. but now she looks like a much more sympathetic person, right? She's this, she, now she's, you know, she has a new partner. She has a baby. She, yes. You know, you know, that, so she's, she, she's uh, projecting a completely different profile than she did when she was running the company and raising money and uh, getting investors. Exactly. That's why it will be so fascinating, Julie. Well, two things like John Carreyrou, in an interview last month on CNBC, he he thinks that she got pregnant just so that she would look more sympathetic. The Whoa. trial was supposed to start yeah. a few months ago. And so the idea was that she would be walking into the courtroom very pregnant and that that would be um, a good look for her. Like, I, we don't know what's true here, people. We We're just... <laughs> no. <laughs> just reading. But here's the main thing that I think is interesting. So if that's her defense then she has to take the stand, right? And remember, one of the really interesting things about Elizabeth Holmes was she has that really scary voice. She has this fake low voice, you know? Maybe she's got a new voice. Maybe she's changed her voice, do you think? Maybe that would be interesting, using Uh a natural voice. So she has the scary voice, and she was also famous for never blinking. Remember that? 
Doesn't oh, that's a good <laughs> detail. I had forgotten that detail was. I know. I know. So I'm just imagining the scary voice, no blinking Svengali defense on the stand. Anyway, obviously, as you can hear, I'm very excited about this. I will be reporting back on my findings. Uh, but I think if you follow along on the story in the news, it's getting massively covered. Um, so I think there might be some really interesting twists and turns. And basically what's on trial is sort of the Silicon Valley um, culture of fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, like, right. Was she, is it just, was she just hyping a company or is it fraud? So it's actually quite a big issue to think about. Um, anyway, I, for one, am enjoying it, as you can probably tell. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is important to note that there were actual people uh, hurt by this, yes, the fraud. Yes, people, so I, I mean, people were. I know. Yes, I know. Yes, Scientists committed suicide. There, right. there, there's, there no, was, it's a terrible story. It is a terrible story. I mean, if you have a product that doesn't really work, but it's it, this is a medical product. You can't just give people incorrect blood test results. Right. So yes, I shouldn't be so flip about it. It was a very serious. Um, fraud that she was allegedly perpetrating all of those years. So um, anyway, it'll be uh, it'll be quite the trial. I think. Liz, are I there think. new episodes of the Blood Bad Blood podcast? Like, is there? Thank you for to? mentioning that because okay. John Carreyrou is now doing Bad Blood, the final chapter. Okay, so you can go. <laughs> You can go sign. Of course, I've listened. He's already dropped about four episodes in the final chapter. Okay. So you can sign up for that if you want to, you know, if, if you think my reports aren't going to be complete enough for you, then yeah, definitely. I, for one, am already subscribed to Bad Blood, the final chapter. Okay. Thank well, we you. Know, Excellent. We know you will not be blinking as well <laughs> during this. Can we talk about TikTok now? Can we talk about this? You know, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, we have a long and storied history of being completely wrong about any social media development that's happened in the last 20 years. But including uh, podcasts, by the including, way, including, <laughs> including podcasts. Exactly, Leanne. But I'm pretty sure I'm right about TikTok. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because I mean, do you, have you watched TikTok, Liz, Lynn? Yes. You, yes. A little bit. Okay. okay. I mean, you know, it's charming. They, I love the dancing. I love the dogs. But here's, here's the thing. Uh, TikTok is actually a Chinese company. Uh, and TikTok uh, has videos and it's very um, similar to Facebook or Instagram in that there's an algorithm and as you start to watch, you know, as you post on Facebook or if you um, post on Instagram or look at things, you know, the algorithm um, narrows what you see to things that you, li you like the most. Well, TikTok does this as well, but it does it faster, better, and it has a secret uh, algorithm in, that's in China that they're mm -hmm. not sharing with anyone. And there was a very interesting investigative report, again, in the Wall Street Journal about how TikTok works and how it can really lead you to some very dark places on the Internet. Maybe not you, but your teenager, your preteen. So here's what happened. Wall Street Journal created 100 automated accounts or bots, as they're called. And they, and they created sort of the bare minimum profile. It might just say, you know, this person was from West Virginia and they were 24 years old. And then they did, they did 100 different ones and they watched and tracked what happened. 
And so when everybody signed on to TikTok, you know, in the beginning, everyone's watching sort of the dancing, the dogs, the cooking, the stunts, but quickly in the matter of minutes, um, as people are scrolling through these videos, this fast and very powerful algorithm honed, hones in on your unexpressed interest. So what that sounds bad. Right. That right. phrase. Yes. Yeah. So think yeah. about this, Leanne. If you linger on a video that maybe is, you know, is is sad. Okay, for example, or you rewatch a video that's about, uh, I don't know, somebody breaking up. This algorithm sort of hones in on that, and you start to see more and more sad videos, videos about depression, videos about suicide, and it quickly. In the matter, you know, when they did this experiment with these hundred automated accounts, like in 36 minutes of like just being on TikTok and scrolling, you were in some very dark places. Uh, and with the in the case of the one where someone indicated they were interested in sort of sad videos, within 36 minutes, 93% of the images they were seeing were about depression, suicide. Uh, sadness. The same happens with, let's say, you know, somebody lingers on kind of a sexy video, okay? All of a sudden, you are down some other rabbit hole very, very quickly, and you are seeing very, you know, uh, very sort of deviant sexual practices. It's all there. Or drugs, maybe, you know, maybe you liked a video that was had mildly something to do about drugs, same thing. It rushes you down a rabbit hole. So I know, wow, this is a big wow. And these, these, you know, TikTok is wildly popular. It's wildly teens with uh, with teenagers. And it's just, um, you know, it, it is that this algorithm is much more powerful, faster and more, and takes, takes viewers to much more extreme points quickly than uh, than Instagram or Facebook. Well, so, yeah. And because Instagram no, and face, Facebook especially does the same thing. Yes. But yeah, it's, but what they're but what mm -hmm. they're saying, Liz, that this is faster, like, you, mm -hmm. you know, it is a matter of minutes in some cases, like 36 minutes, which you can see, like if you were hanging out, you would you could spend 36 minutes scrolling through TikTok mm -hmm. uh, that you could get to a really bad place. And that then, and then it continues to feed those kinds of videos. Uh, and no one's monitoring, uh, monitoring this. I'm on it now. Okay. Okay. I'm snoring. You should, Julie, I think you should go sit at La La Land and just watch TikTok for an hour and just see what develops. So um, as long as we're talking about companies doing creepy things, just a quickie here. Facebook last week introduced a new pair of glasses. So in the glasses, if you just saw them, if somebody walked by you on the street, doesn't look any different than like a classic Ray-Ban. But in the glasses, it's got camera, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, a battery. It can store up to 500 photos and, and it has speakers. And so you can take pictures, you can store pictures. There's a touch area on the right side of the glasses. You can control music. You can talk to your voice assistant, which FYI means Facebook is listening. So I read like two paragraphs about this thing. And I was like, 
okay, nope. Okay, <laughs> this is a giant nope for me. Do you remember when I tried on those Google glasses? Yeah, I was going to say, into- haven't we done this story before? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, Google did it. I just think in light of my sort of mantra for the year, which is no fiascos. Yeah. The idea, the idea that I'm going to be walking down the street trying to operate a fancy pair of glasses, uh, like spy glasses, taking pictures of people, and no, that's a that's a big giant nope for me. That is a violation of the no fiascos uh, mantra. And uh, sorry, Facebook, not going to do it. Not not for me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The two of you, no TikTok, no Facebook glasses. I, I like Facebook. I just don't want, I don't No, I don't, not on my face. And they, no, their argument, Leanne, is that it's better than looking down at your phone. Which, okay. But you shouldn't do that either as you're walking right, along. Right. Okay. I think I'm just super sensitive to anything that causes people to fall down. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. We're going to switch up from tech to critters. Is that okay? Yes. 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 Talk Let's about an analyst. An analog solution to an age-old problem. I read an incredible story in the Los Angeles Times by Deborah Vanken. Uh, she's a staff writer there. And it's about a hawk that has been hired. His name is Spencer. He's an actual hawk. And he's been hired by the new Academy of Museum of Motion Pictures uh, t- to patrol the museum building and scare away the pigeons. Good. Okay. Oh. Okay. This new okay, so this new beautiful museum. It's taken years to to build and open. Has a gorgeous like gleaming glass dome over the top of it with an open air terrace. So imagine if you've got a lot of pigeons, that's the end of that. It's going to look terrible. Uh huh. So apparently, this is not a new thing. There is an actual thing. It's called. Stay with me. This phrase is fantastic. Falconry based bird abatement. Okay. <laughs> Falconry-based bird abatement. Uh So these are trained hawks. This is their job. Uh Uh, The the um, hawk manager there, the what is she called? The the falconer um, said this is a natural, non-toxic form of pest management. It's more humane than setting out poisons and spikes on services and surfaces, and it's more effective than hanging streamers or those fake owls that are supposed to scare. I was going to say, why didn't they just get the fake owls? (laughs) Because this is more effective, Julie, and I think you'll see why. I mean, this hawk Spencer is just doing the job. This woman has been working with uh, these hawks to do this. What is the falconry based bird abatement for 12 years? Uh Uh, She goes all over the United States. She works at the LA County Museum of Art, also has a hawk uh, to get the pigeons out of there. And this guy, Spencer, they were having a terrible pigeon problem during the um, during the uh, during the construction. The pigeons were nesting and making all sorts of issues for the construction. So they hired him. And here's the key. You got to shake the pigeons up. You can't come at the same time every day. You know, Spencer's ready and he's going to fly around for two hours. And he's you know, apparently hawks have great vision. Have you heard that? Well, he's got Yeah, uh-huh. he beats his wings and he goes really fast and then he swoops down and he startles the pigeons out of their nests. He doesn't eat the pigeons. He doesn't kill them. He just startles them. And so what they but found, he's, but he's not them. going wow. after the people. The hawk is not starting. No, li- no, Julie. I, <laughs> no, he's not interested in people. Bird abatement. Bird abatement. He's interested in birds. This particular hawk is particularly pigeon focused. They said so. This is his jam. 
pigeons. And so they noticed that they were bringing them every day at the same time. And the pigeons were getting used to it. They're like, oh, that hawk's coming again. So they'd clear out for a couple of hours and then they'd come back. So they realized they had to shake it up, shake up the pigeons. And they had to start coming at different times for different times. Like, poor hawk. He's, you know, that is, seems like- oh. Julie, if you see the pictures, click through. This this hawk is not a poor hawk. He loves his job. Okay, and he works solo because a lot of times hawks are, uh, you know, they work in pairs. Like, so apparently he works solo. So okay. I don't okay. I don't know. He's four mm. years old. Uh, he's sometimes he's a little bit of a prima donna. He can get sassy or a little bit cranky or he, he squawks or sometimes he refuses to work. But who who, who among us? <laughs> who among us? <laughs> right. We all have days like that. Yeah. So he has this shady goes in when Spencer can't deliver, um, but he's really fast and he has strong legs. And again, great eyesight. Maybe you've heard that. Yeah. Uh, it costs about $325 a day for Spencer's Ooh. services and, uh, and he is ready to go. So, um, and you know, what happened during the pandemic, they weren't really working on the, on the building. And Spencer couldn't access the roof and he got kind of depressed because he couldn't shake the pigeon. He oh, couldn't find the pigeons. Oh. So it was just a low vantage point. It was not great for Spencer, but now he's back in action. So good. the pigeons came good. back, they rehired Spencer. He's all good. But um, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> did you know nice. this was happening this. in the skies above us? I yeah. did not know that was a business that you yeah. can train them to go after specific kinds of birds too. That's really interesting. Yeah. No, okay. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So there if there's any random rodent rodents, I'm sure he's all over that too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they, they did make the point that it's not, um, it's not a, there are some dangers to Spencer as well. Apparently uh, peregrine falcons do not like hawks. So they yeah. are the hawks natural enemy as are poisoned rats. So oh. when they go after rats that have ingested poison. <laughs> oh, that's a downer. Okay, hang in there, Spencer. But don't We're worry, Spencer's doing a great job. Oh, it was an incredible Okay, story. I'm sure there'll be a full-length movie about Spencer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's an excellent idea, Julie. Okay, well, as long as we're talking about craters, I'm just going to throw in one quick thing. I mentioned I was in Bend over the weekend. One thing I missed uh, that I, I was planning to go to. There's a fantastic museum uh, in Bend um, that is called, what's the name of that place? It's the, the High Desert Museum. The High Desert Museum, right. It's called the High Desert Museum and it just got a lot of fascinating exhibits. But the past few months, their main exhibit has been something that I thought, well, that sounds fun. Here's the name of the exhibit. Damn it. Beavers and us. <laughs> and it's all, fun. It's, doesn't that sound fun? It's yeah. all about how important beavers are to the ecosystem, Leanne. So just as the hawks help keep things in balance, so did the beavers help keep things in balance here. But then, you know, what did I know? I was reading about it, could not go. For those of you who are going to be passing through Central Oregon, it is available. Uh, it's open until October 3rd. But did you know that in the Pleistocene era, there was a beaver in this high desert area that was eight feet long and 220 pounds. Oh, wow. And it roamed this area. And uh, that is it was incredible. Yes. I love that. See, Leon, you, you would enjoy a giant beaver. <laughs> and it was the ancestor of the modern North American beaver. Uh, but that giant beaver went extinct 10,000 years ago. So the uh, the modern beaver is now the largest rodent on the continent. Speaking of rodents, Julie. Anyway, if you're in the mood for some, you know, for damn it, 
beavers and us. It's <laughs> you just wanted to say that, Liz. I did. I that's that. a, well, yeah. I mean, good for them coming up with a snappy title for their beaver exhibit. So anyway, I, I recommend it. It's a beautiful museum and beaver, giant beavers. Come on, people. There you go. Can you imagine running into an eight foot beaver? <laughs> I have nightmares. Yeah. I mean, I love, I like that, that period of, of um, anthropology that was sort of not that long ago, like 10,000 years ago, when you learned yeah. that 10,000 years ago, they were saber toothed tigers, like roaming Los Angeles. Right. And that's why they're stuck in the La Brea tar pits. It's kind of, it's unbelievable, you know, and yeah. woolly mammoths and stuff like that and eight foot beavers. Yeah. Great to see. I mean, you, just, I, you understand Jurassic Park. You understand the desire to recreate the, the dinosaurs just to see I them. know. Well, there was a story in the New York Times yesterday about these scientists that are going to bring back the woolly mammoth. Mm-hmm. That, again, in my no fiascos mode, that seems like a very dangerous thing to do, bring back right. the woolly mammoth. But okay. But you'd love to see one, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be awesome. Okay. Liz, thank you. That was enjoyable. All right. Uh, We're going to thank a couple of sponsors here, and then we're going to go to Entertaining Sisters. Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and we want to thank our friend Jenny Kane. Hi, Jenny. We love Jenny (laughs) Kane. We know, you know, it's a California brand through and through, and we love their staples because it makes getting dressed so easy. Minimalist, effortless, but totally refined. And hello, Julie Dolan, that's kind of you, minimalist, effortless, and totally refined. What have you been wearing from Jenny Kane this week? Leon, I love the cocoon cardigan. It's perfect for the hot again, cold again weather we're having. You know, this is sweater weather. And you can just pop on that cardigan. And even if you're wearing something schlumpy underneath, all of a sudden you look elevated and you're ready to go. (laughs) You look minimalist, effortless, and totally refined when you wear the cocoon cardigan. Yes, I do, Leanne. Uh, I got compliments on it, too, because it's just the perfect thing to put on. Well, that's why we love Jenny Kane, is that everything is beautifully designed and really flatters the wearer. So we want to encourage you to check out everything over at JennyKane.com. You're going to find your new uniform. What is it that you want to put on that just perks up your your presentation? Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when they use code SISTERS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. And Jenny Kane is spelled J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E. JennyKane.com, promo code SISTERS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Jenny. All right, we're going to get to entertaining sisters, but I wanted to mention two quick writing things. This is Leanne. Um, I have my last Sweeney Sisters book club Wednesday the 15th, which if you're listening to this Thursday the 16th, I'm sorry I missed you. But if you are listening to it Tuesday or Wednesday, there is still time to sign up. These are free, fun, and informal, uh, and I'm doing two on a single night. So pay attention to the time zones. I'm doing one at 7 p.m. Eastern and one at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, There'll be links in the show notes to Crowdcast where you can sign up. I'll put links around on all my social media. There are links at my website. There are lots of links or just, you know, DM me, Leanne, how do I get into the book club tonight? I'd love to see a bunch of people there. I know we have a bunch of actual book clubs showing up, which will be fun. Um, But this is sort of the last one of these Crowdcasts I'm going to do for the Sweeney sisters, because now I have to 
turn my attention to lost and found in Paris, but I still love talking about the Sweeney sisters. So thanks to everybody who's been in on those Crowdcast book clubs. Those have been a lot of fun for me. I've enjoyed those and I like the platform. So you do need to put in your email to register at Crowdcast, but then you'll get a reminder. So it's not a Zoom link that you can share. Everybody who comes has to register, but that's it. And again, I don't do anything with your emails because... <laughs> I have no, never, no, no. You're not I don't know China. how to, I, you're if, not I only, yeah, yeah, if I only knew how to, you know, data mine, I would be um, in a better place. <laughs> uh, I'm also doing an in-person humor writing workshop though. That is the first time I've ever done this. Uh, it's going to be October 30th in Long Beach, California. It's being run through another organization. Um, so that you don't contact me directly, but I'll put information about that on my Facebook page, on my website. Uh, you have to email someone. It's an email address uh, to register for the class, but it's really going to be a hands-on human writing workshop. If you're in the Southern California area, um, it's, you know, all day that long. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to try my hand at that. I mean, I have done a couple of, um, I've been panelists and I've been like the guest author in a couple of workshops. And so this woman, um, Jill, who runs these said, you know, you'd be great doing a hands-on workshop. So we're going to, we're going to try to do it. It will be small, um, you know, just 10 to 15 people and it will be outside. Uh, so it will be safe. And, uh, in Southern California, you can do that at the end of October, but it's also going to be hands-on. I'll read your writing. Like I'm asking people to submit. We're actually going to workshop and critique stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's October 30th. So there'll be information, um, sort of all over the place about that. Liz, I'll get you a link for the show notes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know it's vague, but it's not my event. And you have to email someone. So it's a little tricky to, no, to no. contact, but uh, we can figure it out. All right. Okay. Entertaining Sisters. Joel, what do you got? Well, the first one that I want to recommend is a Netflix series, a documentary series called Untold. And these are all, they're five, they're five different documentaries. They're all between like 60 minutes to 90 minutes. But the one I want to mention is one called Breaking Point. And this is an incredibly moving and very detailed look at the rise and then the collapse of the tennis superstar, Marty Fish. Do you remember Marty Fish who played tennis? He was an American player. He was, uh, he was best friends with Andy Roddick. He oh, was, that's right. That, oh was yeah, right, number, right. Yes. He was the, like the number one American player at one point in time and the number 10 in the world but he suffers from anxiety and he started to have panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And this, this documentary, Marty is so honest and so out there about how debilitating anxiety can be and how it impacted his career. And it's just very, very moving and well done. You don't have to really be you know, that even that into tennis, but you'll, you'll just really appreciate what it's like to be an elite athlete, the pressures on them and how sometimes those pressures trigger some of the, some of the anxiety. We've certainly seen this with some of the superstars, Simone Biles, uh, Naomi Osaka. Uh, I recommend it. It's called, it's the untold documentary series. This one is called breaking point and it's Mm -hmm. about Marty fish. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested to take okay. a look. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it's very well done. Yep. Can and the whole series is about subject. the whole, the whole series. Se- yeah, different topics. Another one is about like a semi-pro 
hockey league in um, in uh, Rhode Island. So they're different topics. One's about basketball players, but they're just they're excellent um, documentaries. Okay, it's all sports, is what I was going to ask. They're all sports. Yes. Oh, great. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Thanks, Joel. Good. Um, Okay, I'm declaring it Jennifer Aniston week here at Satellite Sisters. Yay! Okay, what brought that on? Well, the morning show is returning. Oh, yay. So on Apple TV, we recommended it when it first came out. I think we recommended it multiple times. I think each Mm -hmm. of us recommended it. Uh But I really love that show. And it stars uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and a host of other people. But Jennifer Aniston plays like the angriest woman in America. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I I related to that. <laughs> she's sort of the queen of morning TV, but she's turning 50 and her marriage is collapsing. And here's Reese Witherspoon knocking on the door for her job. So that was season one and season two, it's coming back. It returns this week. So as you can see, I am very excited. I can't wait. I thought it was a very snappy show. A lot of twists and turns, uh, a lot of great characters. A lot, Yes. I'm mm-hmm. so excited about the new season. I don't even want to watch the trailer. I don't want to ruin a minute of <laughs> okay. the new season. Okay. I don't, I haven't. So we won't read... bother you when you're no. watching this, Liam. Okay. I know there are new cast members, but I don't, I'm not, I haven't concerned myself with who they are. I want to be surprised when okay. they show up. Okay. You um, are building this up in your mind. Okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> but also real simple this week announced that the Rachel haircut is back. Now, oh. Of course, we all remember uh, Jennifer Aniston's famous cut from Friends in the 90s. Uh, I think we were past our Rachel days, so none of us waited into I, Rachel I didn't have the hair to, the, uh, to handle the Rachel haircut, but yeah. But, but like every other girl in the 90s in her 20s had the Rachel hair, and it is back. Uh, that It was uh, real simple, had a couple of actual um, photos of, they were allegedly celebrities. I hadn't heard of any of them, but they are sporting <laughs> the Rachel Okay. So did you guys watch Friends? Have you ever watched all of Friends? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it. Yeah. Okay. I I haven't watched that much Friends. I just missed that. I was very busy those years. I could go back to it. I know. Yeah. No, I was busy too. That's why I didn't really watch it the first time around. I had little kids. We were working, starting Satellite Sisters. I didn't have a lot of time to watch it. So it was only when it showed up on like Netflix or whatever. And the kids started watching it in high school. And here's the thing. Kids love Jennifer Aniston. The New York Times had a big article about how girls today, they just love Rachel. They love Jen. She's a hero to them. Jen can do no wrong. I mean, when you hear a 15-year-old say, I've learned everything I know about womanhood from Rachel, you just got to really change. She really changed and grew over the course of the show, Julie. You know, she started out like the runaway bride and then she became her own self-sufficient woman. And Uh she is really sort of this younger generation's Mary Tyler Moore, you know, which you can't, it's hard to believe, but Rachel Green equals Mary Tyler Moore for, uh, for Gen Z. So, um, all right. So that's it. I'm happy to see that the kids love Jen. So Jennifer, if you're listening, it's your week here on Satellite Sisters. (laughs) You've never really wavered from your devotion to Jen, but it's glad that the world has finally come back to you, Leah. And and I would also say, I also have never wavered from my devotion to Brad. I can, I can, (laughs) I can, those two things can coexist in my mind. (laughs) Yes. So. He yes. certainly looked good at the U.S. Open in the yes. stands sitting with Savannah Guthrie. I want to know, <laughs> you know, I want more on that. But anyway, okay. Jennifer Aniston week. Yay. 
Uh, all right. I want to thank a listener who just posted such a, a lovely review of Satellite Sisters at Apple Podcasts. You know, we, we ask you to do this. If you like the show, it really helps a lot. If whatever app you listen on, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, if you could rate and review the show. It's uh, really helpful to us. So Trad01 is the name here. And here's what Trad01 uh, posted. The headline just says, finally, exclamation point. And then five stars. And Trad writes, I finally found a podcast that speaks to women my age that is funny, enlightening, and just overall delightful. So glad I found you. Bravo to the sisters. Oh, that's nice. Well, we're glad you found us too, Trad01. Bring it on. Yeah. Welcome to the sisterhood and misterhood. So thanks for posting that review and those five stars. And we just encourage anyone who feels the way Trad01 feels, just express it. <laughs> I feel like just overall delightful could be our new um, slogan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're not, we can't really promise much, except we can, you know, overall delightful. That's what we're going, that's what we're going for here. That's nice. That's great, Liz. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So leave your rate and review. Don't forget to share the sisters. We're so happy when you share episodes in your social media with your friends or tip them off or show them how to listen to a podcast. Uh, we always appreciate that. You can also follow us on Instagram at sat sisters, and you can follow us individually on Instagram. I'm at Leanne Dolan, Liz, you're at satellite sister, Liz and Julie, you are Julie. <laughs> sad sisters we yes. have this conversation yes. every time every yes. time yeah again okay. we had our finger on the pulse of social media when we all picked different social media <laughs> names uh -huh. right. right all right a big thank you to our engineer sergio enriquez thank you sergio uh and to our graphic designer emily loudermilk she has wonderful work every week which you can see over at instagram and in our newsletter pep talk so subscribe to that too if you want to stay connected a big thanks to our advertisers. We really appreciate the sponsors here at Satellite Sisters, and we appreciate you supporting those sponsors in the way that you do for your support of Satellite Sisters, a show that apparently speaks to women of Trado One's age that is funny, enlightening, and just overall delightful. So there you go. Better help, Rothies and Pros. Thank you for supporting women's voices. All right. It's our to-do list. Uh, last week, I declared, uh, I asked, really, should I join next door? And um, the people have spoken, and I will not be joining next <laughs> Okay. So, okay. Not You're going to have to get your critter and crime news somewhere else, Lane. <laughs> yep. It's true. it's true. All right, Julie, what do you have on your to-do list? Uh, well, I just want to say that Urban Nana is now becoming Uber Nana. I have uh, quite a few after-school driving assignments for my grandchildren dropping off, picking up. I'm very excited about these. Sometimes the kids say nothing in the car because they're tired, hungry, and they've been wearing masks all day. But other times I get a delightful conversation with a grandchild. So mm -hmm. Uber Nana on duty. <laughs> That's funny, Joe. <Jill. laughs> all right. Uh, Liz, what about you? What's on okay. your news for the week? Okay. Well, clearly I've ruled out La La Land as my new hangout, but here's the good news. In my neighborhood, there's a classic restaurant that was, it's been around since the seventies called Michael's. He was like the inventor of California cuisine. Oh, I've eaten right. right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's such a beautiful restaurant inside. Gorgeous. Yeah. Well, here's what I just discovered uh, last week, Julie, I happened to be driving by and 
you know, I just thought, oh, I wonder if they're even still in business that so many restaurants in my neighborhood have gone out of business. Well, here's what Michael did. He tore open the whole front of the uh, of the restaurant, created this whole outdoor outdoor terrace on the front, like like lots of tables and chairs and umbrellas and it and lights. And it's like a little bit of the French Riviera there in front of Michael's. And he's now got this little happy hour menu. Happy hour starts at four. That's a good time for me. And uh, and when, yeah, I, when before I start, dark, yeah, yes. When I and, and dog friendly because you're outside COVID friendly because you're outside. And so I stopped in there for a little happy hour with my neighbor, Deborah, and Michael is even working the space. He came over to say hello, blah, blah. Anyway, wow. so, so yeah, so I've just decided I'm going to in an effort to like actually start up some kind of social life again, you know, which there hasn't been a lot of that in the last uh you know, year and a half, maybe just some regular happy hour rendezvous at Michael's. I want to keep Michael alive. That's my right. goal okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Good one. So that's I have, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. Liz, you feel, sound full of energy. That's nice <laughs> to hear. <laughs> that's nice. To Everybody hear. needs a good happy hour plan, Leanne. Everybody does. Amen. Amen just to get to out, that. Just mm-hmm. to get out of the house, you right. know? So, yeah. okay. There you go. All right. That's the show for this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jewel, Liz, have a good week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>